The following program discusses medical information that is general in nature and not intended to serve as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be experiencing. Welcome to another episode of Nice Living with Dr. Cameron, a show dedicated to health, wellness, and medical-related topics that are on the minds of many folks across the country and even the world. I'm your co-host, Amy Bowen, and with me as always is general surgeon and one of the world's foremost experts in the art of treating venous disease, Dr. Cameron Godarzi. It's great to be with you again for another show, sir. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, certainly, I've been looking very much forward to being here today, and I know we had a little bit of uh, delay there because of the coronavirus, but I'm glad the country's opening up and, you know, we are back doing this again. Indeed, absolutely. And as promised for our listeners, today's expert guest is back for another episode. A resident dermatology physician and social media celebrity who goes by the name Derm Doctor and Dr. Lee across TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, Dr. Maneeb Shah. It's great to have you back. Glad to be back. You know, thank you for inviting me back on. Uh, you know, I left a little bit of a cliffhanger last time. So, Definitely long overdue and, and you know, kind of glad to share some of what we, we talked about last week. Well, thanks for coming back on the show. You know, in our last episode, you were kind enough to share a little bit of insight on your background, you know, how you got into medicine, a few skincare tips, and even some words of inspiration. So for anyone listening who didn't catch that one, make sure you give that episode a listen as well. Uh, but Dr. Shaw, you're right. For those that did catch our last episode, we did leave them with a bit of a cliffhanger. You promised you'd share some perspective on today's top anti-aging products and then share your opinion on those ingredients that actually work when it comes to anti-aging skincare products. So as a resident physician and someone who's actively been investigating some of these skincare trends, we know you've got a lot of information to share today. Yeah, you know, I think the first thing that comes to mind always with all of this is, you know, when we're studying our books and we're learning about what works and what doesn't work for anti-aging, it's fascinating to see that in the public and what's available to people and what's being marketed to people, whether it be social media, through traditional advertising, is way different than what we're learning about as being actually truly effective. And so I think one of the most important things is not only what does work, and we're definitely going to get into that, but what doesn't work and is potentially being marketed pretty heavily towards people that just doesn't necessarily have the science behind it that some of these other things do. Okay, so let's talk about some of those top gadgets that are really trending. Let's start with, how about jade rollers? Anything profound to report with those? Yeah, these are sort of things that have been around for centuries, you know, going back many years and many different cultures, you know, they've used these types of things. And there's some good thought behind it, right? Jade rollers, you know, they essentially are very cool to the touch. Uh, facial massage essentially hopes to move fluid, um, increase blood flow to certain areas. And that definitely makes sense to me. Um, but the idea that, you know, your jade roller or your facial massage is going to have anti-aging benefits in the sense that it's going to build collagen or, you know, build bone or reverse some of the signs of aging. I just don't think that evidence is there. And what I find to be harmful is the idea that these things do work, because I think this whole system is sort of built on trust, right? And you go into a store, and I think we all immediately don't trust some of the claims. And the reason why is because a lot of us have tried things that haven't worked, and they've made these huge claims that they are going to have this benefit, and then they don't have this benefit. So one of these things like jade rollers, somebody's going to shell out, you know, 30, 
to $60, sometimes even more expensive if you get a high-end jade roller and then it doesn't work. And then now you've lost trust in the system for everything else that could potentially work for you, right? So that's where I think the harm comes into play. Not only is it expensive for people, not only do they waste time and not see improvement with their skin, but it also you lose trust in a system that is essentially built on trust, right? So with jade rollers, they're cool to the touch. So that what's that what's that's gonna do is it's gonna decrease inflammation. It can help with puffiness in the morning. So somebody who gets bags under their eye in the morning, it can help a little bit with that just to kind of move fluid, move lymphatic fluid towards your lymph nodes and kind of depuff um, and also just have a calming effect. But it's not gonna have any long-term aging benefits. Um, the person People who see you are not going to notice a difference that you're using your jade roller. Um, but, you know, it is a nice thing to use, but it's not something that I would invest personally a lot of money in. And it's definitely not something that you need. And that same goes for facial massage, you know, definitely can increase blood flow, may help move some lymphatic fluid. And, you know, Dr. Cameron knows all about lymphatic fluid, but uh, but it's not going to have any, any long-term benefit for the skin. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Of course, you know, medicine, they, people talk about the science of medicine, and I really think is more art than science and uh, there are things that I you know read about and I you know coming from my background in England it was if they couldn't prove it it didn't exist so uh, I think uh, that is very important to realize you know we have our opinion about these things and I'm glad Dr. Shaw has been very frank about saying that what his opinion is and the science behind it I'm sure people swear that it works wonderful for them but at least going through all these years of studying dermatology and your personal experiences don't always match. And as you said, it's a, it's a question of trust. And one of the things we've tried to do during this podcast is trying to show every angle. And I'm the same way. I'm a scientist to a large extent, like Dr. Shah is, you know, show me the evidence, show me the double blindness study, show me something that, you know, I can hold on to and, and believe in. So, I'm really glad you're being very frank about your your opinion here, and 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 so I'm learning a lot here today. I'm glad you actually brought that up, though, because this is something that I also struggle with. Because there are limits to our evidence in medicine, right? We rely often on research that's come out. So if they haven't done a study on jade rollers, who's to say that jade rollers don't work, right? So I think that's actually really an important point to make, especially coming from a scientific perspective. Now, if a study came out that said that they didn't work, then we would be able to say, okay, well, we have some science that it doesn't work. Um, but, you know, I think you're right. We're always limited by what has been done. And oftentimes the quality of the research that's been done or what paper has been accepted to whatever journal it was submitted to, right? So, you know, kind of behind the scenes, it's a much more complicated thing than just does this work or does this not work? For me, for jade rollers, it's one of those things where why would it work is type of type of thing, right? So sometimes I think about the mechanism of how something works. And then I think about how our skin ages and whether or not that thing could potentially be helpful. So, you know, there's things that I know that the evidence doesn't exist for, but I still believe in because I understand sort of the mechanism, even though the science is potentially just not there yet. So there's always this art that we play and it's almost an educated guess of what we do know and, and what we don't know. And we try to make good decisions based on that. But things are definitely not definitive in medicine as I once thought they would be getting into medicine, I always thought there was a right answer to everything. And then when I trained in radiology, I realized that we're making educated guesses all the time. And in other fields, you know, in radiology, they think 
that that's the definitive answer because it's an image. But even then, you know, it's just, you know, gray, black and white lines that we're trying to make a diagnosis based on. So there's definitely that art that comes into play. And we try to make educated decisions based on the information we have. Uh, It's like going to a store and you're trying to buy a battery. And there's a zillions of different makes of battery. And you think, God, you know, which one is the best? You know, which one isn't? Which one works? And then if I had somebody that I really trusted and who knew all about batteries, I couldn't wait what to ask him. Say, if you were buying one, which one would you pick up? So what we're trying to do with this nice living by Dr. Cameron is tell the uh, listeners that if uh, Dr. Shaw was going out there and getting something for his wife or for his family or for himself, based on what he knows, which is more than we know, right? What would he use? And what I've tried to tell people, you know, when we have had a podcast and, you know, other people we're going to bring in this interview is what is their true opinion? What would they use? And that is obviously, you know, quite complex and complicated, but this is hopefully help to the listeners to First of all, ask the right questions when they go to the dermatologist or whoever's selling them a product. And the second thing is, good question always for any doctor. Doctor, if it was you, what would you do? If it was you, what would you buy? If it was your wife or, you know, what would you do? And I think this is this is where we are going. So, again, I didn't mean to get long-winded here, but I think I really appreciate Dr. Shaw being so honest, who has studied and, you know, spent a lot of time looking at these things. And he, on a daily basis, he sees what works and doesn't, and he's experienced expressing his opinion. I think that's wonderful because I'm I'm all ears. Yeah, I like that analysis. And I think, you know, Dr. Cameron's way of um, coming up with this analogy is really great because that's when I, that's how I sort of make my recommendations to people is based on what I would do for myself and what I would do with my family, right? Um, I think that's the ultimate test is, you know, what would you say um, to somebody that you truly care about? And so that's how I kind of base all my decisions is, what would I do for, for people that are close to me? And do I, you know, tell my wife to use a jade roller? No, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where I stand. And so that's actually a good metric we should use. The metric should be, would I recommend this to a family member? And uh, we'll use that at, as, at the end of each of these, um, these things. Oh, no, yeah, that's great. I love it. <laughs> well, how about, um, let's jump to another one. What about those LED light masks that are floating around out there? Are there any benefits to boast about with these? Yeah, so light is a fascinating topic, in my opinion, in dermatology in general. You know, we use light to treat all kinds of conditions. So we use specific wavelengths of light to treat psoriasis. We can use it to treat acne. Um, They can have anti-aging benefits. Um, They can have anti-cancer benefits. We have certain treatments that, you know, combined with light can kill cancer cells. And so this is not a new idea in dermatology to be using light. You know, we use light to remove hair. So, you know, all kinds of different uh, um, uses for light or lasers in general. Now, whether or not it's going to have anti-aging benefits, that's something that is something new, I I suppose, in dermatology, these LED masks. And um, they've been sort of touted as having both anti-aging and anti-acne benefits. The fascinating thing, though, is that they actually have done quite a bit of research on this. So it's not just theoretical at this point. Each wavelength uh, targets a, a different Uh, thing in the skin. And it has to do with how deep it can penetrate, uh, what it absorbs. Um, So each light is going to have a different effect. So it's important for us to know that, you know, when you're thinking about light, it's not the UVA and UVB radiation that we know causes aging and skin cancer 
respectively. But we're talking about light within the visible light spectrum, which is the LED lights. And they've actually found that blue light actually has pretty profound anti-acne benefits. Um, And by causing this photochemical reaction with something called porphyrins in the skin, it can actually kill bacteria that's living on the skin. It also has anti-inflammatory properties, and it also can uh, decrease oil production through certain mechanisms. And so it actually really goes after the causes of acne. The problem with blue light is that it can also cause dark spots or hyperpigmentation in people. It can also cause eye damage in some people. So you have to be really careful with how you use these things. But blue light does have actually a lot of research behind it for its anti-acne benefits. Now on the other spectrum, you have red light, which gets a little further down. It has a longer wavelength. And because of that longer wavelength, it doesn't just sit at the top of the skin. It actually goes deeper and gets into that the collagen and will actually stimulate your skin to produce more collagen. Because of that, we've not only seen by looking and observing at people and seeing that their wrinkles got better with red light, but also we biopsied the skin and showed that the collagen actually, uh, there was more collagen produced. It was laid down more evenly. It was more compact. And so they did actually really great studies, not only just observer, you know, some studies are just like, do you feel like your skin looks better? And, you know, someone says yes, but these were studies where they actually biopsied the skin uh, to show that collagen production had increased and that some of these factors um, that have anti-aging benefits also increased. So very cool. And and some aspects are available in the clinical setting, but some are available in the consumer setting as well, correct? Right. So clinically, you know, I think you're going to have more benefit, more control with those devices. They're FDA approved devices. Um, the ones that are available over the counter because they don't have that oversight you just don't necessarily know which is the best device. And that's the only caution there is, you know, these haven't necessarily been tested in that way. And so you kind of have to pick and choose based on potentially the brand that's out there uh, to try to find the best device. But we don't have as many studies for these over-the-counter devices. Now, do I think they work? I do. Um, They're going to have less benefit just because they have less power, but they will have some benefit because the mechanism still holds true that they have that same wavelength that has been proven to have anti-aging benefits or anti-acne benefits. If we go back to our standard, would I recommend it to my wife? Um, Yeah. So that's the one thing, you know, I say is, That's one thing that I would tell my wife, like, you know, definitely if you're looking for something anti-aging, then red light would be great for you or anti-acne, I would say blue light would be a a good option for her, you know, so that's kind of the standard. And I I think it holds true for, for LED for me. Okay, so that's one to look out for. So what about that microcurrent technology? How exactly does that work? And then is there anything to this one? Yeah, it's sort of, it's in one of those things that's also super interesting, um, this idea of applying a current to the skin, and then that current is somehow going to stimulate the, the body to have some type of anti-aging benefit. So it's sort of touted to lift the skin, um, potentially lift collagen. But the main thing that a lot of these anti-aging companies claim is the ability to build muscle in the face. And by building that muscle, it will give you bulk. And by giving you bulk, it will have anti-aging benefits. So in theory, it sounds great that, you know, this sort of microcurrent that is similar to the current that is produced by our cells normally, if we apply that current, that somehow it's going to, it's going to create this process. Now, you know, this is one of those things where I think 
I've heard a lot of people anecdotally say that it works, but there's really no scientific evidence behind it. Um, there's been some studies done in the wound healing literature uh, where basically applying these currents help to speed up the wound healing process, but specifically applying it to humans for anti-aging purposes in the face, there's been no studies on this. And that I did you know, a pretty extensive literature review and couldn't find anything to support it. Now, again, that could be a limit of our information, um, and somehow these device manufacturers may be way ahead of the scientific community. But uh, but right now, for me, it's like one of those things where I say, okay, we have all these options out here that have anti-aging benefits, but you have these devices, and they're $400, and they may work, but am I going to recommend it to my wife to go you know, spend five minutes of her day every day from now until forever and spend you know, $400 on this device uh, when I don't have any evidence that it could work? That, that's sort of where I sort of draw the line. And you know, for, for that reason, I wouldn't recommend it to my wife. But two years from now, they may come out with a great study that says that you know, microcurrent is, is going to change the world. And you know, here's this study and it it changed everyone's face and made them look younger. And I was wrong, but I'm happy to be wrong. You know, once that study comes out, like, like we said, you know, the opinions on things change, but you know, when, when I think people come to us for an expert opinion, they expect us to rely on our knowledge and our information that we've acquired. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people want, you know, I tried this and it worked for me. You know, I think that that would be a very dangerous way for doctors to make recommendations. Um, so I think for for me, I just you know I don't I don't recommend them yet. That's kind of where I stand with microcurrent, just because the I don't think the research okay. is there. That was thumbs down on using it for your body. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> correct. Okay. okay, gentlemen, these have been some great discussions, and this episode has already been packed with phenomenal insight. But we still owe our audience a little something from that cliffhanger in our last episode. So here we go, Dr. Shaw. In your opinion, what are the top four ingredients people should look for in anti-aging skincare products? So when I look at anti-aging products, specifically topical products, I, I look at sort of two things. Um, either they are going to build collagen and you know build the skin up and make it stronger, or they're going to protect the skin. And those are really the only two categories of things that matter. Now, within these categories, there's there's particular ingredients that I would want everyone to look for. Things like retinol, adapalene, tretinoin, they're all vitamin A derivatives or retinoids. Now, they do many things to the skin that give them that benefit for anti-aging, and which is why I often recommend them to anyone who's not pregnant. So uh, what they'll do is they build collagen. They also thicken the epidermis. Um, they also thin the stratum corneum, which is the very, very top layer of the skin that gives your skin that dullness appearance. And it also increases cell turnover, which actually slows with time. So, you know, that one cell that starts at the very bottom layer of the skin for it to travel up to the very top layer of the skin. In a young person, that takes about 28 days. And an older person, that can take 60 days. And so retinoids speed up that process to give you more youthful skin. And so it's going to solve a lot of the problems um, that we have with aging. So that's number one for fixing. And then another thing that you can do is exfoliate. So exfoliants would be the second thing that I would say actually has value. Now, exfoliants are split sort of into two categories. They're either alpha hydroxy acids or beta hydroxy acids. Now, beta hydroxy acids do have anti-aging benefits, but they're really best for acne. And so uh, I really look at the alpha hydroxy acids like glycolic acid, lactic acid, and mandelic acid 
as having really those truly those anti-aging benefits. And what they do is they exfoliate that top layer of the skin to give you uh, less dullness. They give you more of that glowy skin look, that youthful skin look. They uh, reverse hyperpigmentation, which can make your skin look older, but they also send little signals down into the deeper layers of the skin to build collagen. So your vitamin A's and your exfoliants are both building collagen and helping reverse those top layer of the skin aging signs. And then I look at the two things that protect the skin. So number one for that is going to be sunscreen. And sunscreen is going to be the best at protecting your collagen and elastic fibers that really get damaged by the sun with age. And and the sun contributes to about 90% of aging. So, you know, everything else that you're doing uh, to your skin, if you're not using sunscreen, you could have the best plastic surgeon or dermatologist to help you out. But if you're not wearing sunscreen, all of those uh, efforts are sort of futile. So that's the number one thing I would recommend to protect your skin. And then the second thing, you know, I think uh, Dr. Cameron is a big fan of, and that's your antioxidants, because they're going to prevent against free radical damage. So your vitamin C, your vitamin B3, your vitamin B5, those are really going to have those profound antioxidant benefits. So that's it, you know, four things, either you're building the skin up or you're protecting the skin. And the four things that matter are your vitamin A, your exfoliants, your sunscreen, and your antioxidants like vitamin C. And that's going to be your topicals. Now we can get into procedural stuff um, that definitely has benefits like microneedling and laser and chemical peels. But I think that's a little bit of a deeper topic. But for people over the counter, those are the, the main four things I would look for. Well, Dr. Shaw, thank you so much again. It has been an absolute pleasure. You know, I actually want to hear a little bit more about antioxidants, vitamins, and how they factor into skin health. Yeah, yeah that would be really good. Yeah. Because people use vitamins, they're mm-hmm. confused about vitamins, so it would be the ABC of vitamins and your skin. Sounds like we have our topic for our next episode. Exactly, exactly. Well, it has been a pleasure, as always, having you all both joining the show again. You know, Dr. Shaw, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you've been very busy during your residency as well. And Dr. Cameron, of course, you in the surgical suite, you know, and in the office always have a lot going on. So thank you both again so much for taking the time to share with our listeners your valuable perspective as well. Uh, thank you very much. And of course, you, Amy, I know how busy you are with that wonderful child of yours. And I really very much appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you for inviting me back on um, and, you know, being able to kind of have fun here and bounce ideas off each other. You know, I think I, I learn a little bit more about Dr. Cameron every single time we hang out and so it's it's always a fun time and well, thank you very much dr shaw you've got a brilliant mind and uh, uh, sometimes uh, especially having gone through an exam right now uh, for you know dermatology it's really keeps you very current and i really appreciate sharing that information and what is current and cutting edge with us you're very welcome anytime anytime this is the nice living with dr cameron podcast thanks so much for listening Visit scarlessveincare.com forward slash podcast to learn more about the show and listen to previous episodes. That's where you can also share feedback and recommend topics for upcoming shows. You can also find the links to subscribe on your favorite listening platform, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Audible, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Until next time, I'm Amy Bowen. I'm Dr. Capra. And we wish you good health, happiness, and nice living in the meantime. 